this is this is gonna be amazing. Uh, I'm just a little bit disappointed today, Greg. Why? Because you're not prepared, and I am, as usual. Because I told the listeners that we would be reviewing <laughs> the Legion of Substitute Heroes special number one from 1985. Yeah. As our tribute to Keith Giffen, who just recently passed away. Yes. And then the next week we'd be reviewing that annual with Justice League Antarctica in it. Yes. Or special or something, and I would have to find it, right? I uh-huh. believe that was approximately the equivalent of what I said on the last podcast. Uh, Around that effect. Maybe so. And then and then I gave you access to the Legion of Substitute Heroes special and Justice League Antarctica, but you read Justice League Antarctica. I heard I we read covering, I heard we were covering Justice League Antarctica by by Giffen, and that's what I read. Because that's yeah. what my computer downloaded for me. And and I read the Legion of Substitute Heroes special, but I've certainly read both of these books. And I mean, honestly, and so now you're claiming that you're prepared for this podcast and I'm not. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting here. We just we just wasted 20 minutes while you're scrambling for for information. Obviously. Uh, oh, there so was no what? scrambling for information on the Justice League game. Article. That's just false. <laughs> no, it was me having a meltdown because my computer downloaded the uh, the only this this file. Uh, I mean, I did find a page about Big Sur. Oh, oh see, now you're saying now you're telling everybody you're preparing. Oh, yeah. The, the National Park is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> spit take oh my god it is a beautiful park yeah it is it is a beautiful park uh so well anyway i guess this week we're covering justice league antarctica and then next week we're covering the legion of substitute heroes where i was ready to drop all sorts of bombs about all those characters and their history and everything and <laughs> i told you we could I'm, wait i told you i said now, we now, wait till now i'm gonna drop week. zero knowledge about I, I, justice league antarctica <laughs> Uh, I, I, did you I know was, the Clue Master is Spoiler's dad? What? Yeah. No, I didn't know that one. Yeah. See, how did you not know that one? That's one of the most famous things. Did you know that Keith Giffen killed off all these characters except Major Disaster in a relaunch of Suicide Squad where he had them all eaten by giant killer ants? No. I can't believe you haven't read that because that issue is fantastic. But I did. spoiler, spoiler alert. Oh, well, Gnort was not included in that issue, but all the rest of these guys were. But anyway, uh, Gnort is awesome. Sure. Oh. Well, <laughs> Gnort might be the worst Green Lantern character ever invented. Whatever. Well, anyway, uh, we have gonna hate. Justice League America. Not to be confused with Justice League. Uh, annual number four. This is Justice League Antarctica. Oh, it's, it says Justice League America over oh. on the edge. Oh, yeah. It says but, Justice League Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, they don't want you to get confused. <laughs> the title says they said it shouldn't be done, but that never stopped us before. And I can probably definitively say uh, this issue never should have been done. What? Ah, so much fun in this book. Delightful. There's so much fun in this book. It's it's Giffen and uh, uh, Demetrius at. Well. Yeah, I mean. We're honoring Keith Giffen today, right? Yeah. See, the reason we were going to do the other book first. Yeah. Is because that one had Keith Giffen art 
Yes. And plot. And this one just has Keith getting different plot. So uh, we were going to go in order, you see. And, and now I see. I see. We're out of order. Out I, of order. I told you I've given you the out four times. Yeah, and, you keep and, giving me an out to do something and then we'll never do it. So I, we're no, here. We mm. just another day at the unemployment line, because you see leading up to this issue, uh, the injustice society. Wait, I messed that up. The Justice Society? No, that's that would that would be like the people that fight the old guys. That'd be. <laughs> well, anyway, Injustice League, Injustice International, whatever, whatever they got together and they formed. They went to an island called Kui Kui Kui, mm-hmm. where Booster Gold and Blue Beetle thought they'd have a casino. And what they found out is that island moved. And when it moved, it destroyed their casino. And oh. See, these guys were trying to rob the casino, which makes sense. They're a bunch of baddies, but they were unsuccessful at robbing the casino because it Cause moved. They're the worst baddies. <laughs> so now we have a few characters in line, of course, out of costume in classic Giffen sense here. So we have to go figure them out. And uh, we have one guy saying, I'm hungry. And another guy saying, we just ate. And he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. You just went, I'm bored. One more word out of you. And I swear I'm going to kill you. And it says, major disaster sounds mad. Aha, we've identified somebody. Aha. We have major disaster. A longtime villain. Did you know Uh major disaster appeared in the Karate Kid maxi series? No way. Yeah. If I would have relented and read the Karate Kid books on air with you, you could have found out more about About, Major Disaster. But you yourself had a major disaster by not reading those books. Nah, nah. No, it it would have been a major disaster to read those books. One could say. And then then we have Big Sur identifying himself. He says, Big Sur, do something wrong. And now we have it. So basically, Big Sur is this very stereotypical character he's really strong and not very smart i like his outfit choice it's very nice he's got cool shoes striped shirt big pants i believe you had this outfit and i I still do (laughs) yeah i did have this outfit in high school and in college and and now we have big sir and major disaster waiting in the unemployment line because yeah, they are unemployed because <laughs> they didn't have any money and they're out of jail, which is good. They're not in jail. And then Big Sur distracts Major Disaster and he's like, what is it? Another puppy or maybe a kitty cat? And he's like, no, it's Clue Master and Clock King. <laughs> and they look over and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> and. If we go page by page, it's going to take a long time because it's like 50 pages. So we are. And there's a lot of dialogue because this is a Giffen and Demetrius book. Yeah, but it's 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 really rich. It's 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 like the best way to describe it to anyone who hasn't read this and why I thoroughly enjoyed reading this. I read multiple. I read some of these pages multiple times over in the last like hour or three because I thoroughly enjoyed the. the banter between the characters and and just the way that they they move through these panels. 
Yeah, I mean, that was the whole nature of the Justice League books at this time, too, is is uh, Giffen would plot these things. And I just watched a roast uh, where DeMatteis talks about Keith Giffen and, and says, you know, that Keith Giffen uh, was actually approved to write the series on his own Justice League. But he wasn't confident enough in his writing. And uh, that's really weird to me because he plotted everything. And, yeah. And they started working on it together. And DeMatteis said, well, he thought he'd do one issue. Right. And then Giffen would just take it over. Right. He thought he would clean up Keith's writing for an issue and he would take it over because Giffen wrote everything out when he plotted it. Mm-hmm. And no, they just kept working together collaboratively. And, and thank goodness, because it was uh, amazing. Yeah. Definitely. And it is uh, it is it's dense, but fun dense. You know how we were talking about there was too many words on the page in the Captain America books? Uh-huh. Uh, that is not the case here. At no point will, will we say there's too many words. No, that and that's it, it's interesting because, like, I think it's it's the way that the words are used. Like in the Captain America books, it was it was like a, just a word, like dialogue vomit into word bubbles. And here there's a very good use of a uh, set amount. All right, we're not going over this amount. Each character is going to have some conversation, but we're going to keep it brief to an extent. But it's going to have a there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of back and forth dialogue that's punchy and quick and fun. And at, in the Captain America books, you are getting a lot of blocks <laughs> of text and monologuing. Yeah. And right. Mon- yeah, and yeah. explanation. And this is what you said. This is this is dialogue, right? Yeah, this is dialogue. The, the conversation is moving between multiple sets of characters or multiple characters on the page. And it's realistic that they would be talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it reads quickly. Okay. Well, the, the crew gets together and they're chatting and. Uh, they're trying to figure out a way to make money without going through the unemployment line. <laughs> They're and trying to, yeah, they're trying to like get around the system, but work within the system. <laughs> and major disaster, whose superpower is to create natural disasters. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, it just is a disaster. <laughs> but I see now that the hand of fate has drawn us all back together for a purpose. Now, it is interesting because uh, later on, uh, Major Disaster is a joke character here, but later on, he actually joins the Justice League mm-hmm. and not this Justice League. A different not even Justice close. League. But after <laughs> that, real book I mentioned League. later on, yeah. yeah, where they kill everybody else in the book, he actually becomes a good guy and joins the Justice League for a while and then just disappeared. Huh. Like many manager, members of the Avengers or Justice League do. This. See you later. Bye bye. Yeah. Hercules. Yeah. Oh, Hercules. Rest in peace. Right. So I don't think he's dead, is he? I know. No, no. He's just, he's on his naps. He's on the sleep. He's taking a nap. He's 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 not fit for a movie. He's not. Well, I mean, he could be a Marvel, I, an MCU movie. Anyway. Yeah. 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 I, I, I character wise, he's he's hilarious. He loves his and beer. He loves his beer. But yeah, he's not. He doesn't fit. Does not fit in the. I mean, maybe he might. He might yeah, I didn't see him in Thor, but he not. But anyways, 
Well, like anyway, they we find out that like major disaster is like, why don't we get together for one last job? And then they walk to the window and they find their old friend, anthropologist Bruce. Hey. Who's now working like any person with a good you know degree in anthropology. He's working the window at the unemployment office. I know yeah, she yeah. went silent when I said that. <laughs> why? Why are you so quiet? Like, but no, no. Hitting close to home. I don't. Yeah, really... yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh. Well, anyway, they get together and now they get to this old house and they're like, "No way! How did you idiots find me anyway?" And they're like, "Bruce placed you." And they find multi-man. Hey, uh, do you do you know what Multiman's power is? He he, he, he multiply. No, huh. no, no, he, no. He's 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 multi-man. No. Nope. <laughs> Tell me. No, nope. those would be good powers. No, he uh, his emotions change. He has multiple not personalities, just multiple emotional changes that happen uh, rapidly. That would explain. That so of course alter his personality because. And alter his mood. Like, he's not schizophrenic, though. He's not. Just alters his mood. I get it. Yeah. So he's. It's a very great power. Very cool. <laughs> How does it help him do what he does? Explain. Uh, I can't. <sighs> so anyway, we find out that Multi Man <laughs> is, is a caretaker terrible. for an old woman in a big house. Yeah. And we go upstairs and uh, Big Sur is crying. And we see Aunt May dead on a bed. Oh, God. And she died because she saw Big Sur and was scared to death, had a heart attack. He killed the now. Lady. Now Multiman is really pissed because this was his meal ticket. Majorb. Yeah. So there we go. And this is how we're starting this fantastic story with these hero villain people. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're 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 bad. They're villains that become heroes. It's a journey. They're on a hero's journey. I see. Well, we should she continue will. that journey. Well, I mean, they started out as villains. It's a redemption arc, you know. I mean, as we get there, we're, we're going to find out right here on this page. It's chart. not a redemption arc yet. They're about to rob the rich people. That's right. Together. That's what I'm saying. They started out bad. Well, Major Disaster says the rich and powerful from around the world are gathered in gathered there in there for a gala. Gala? Yeah. Gala? For a gala? gala? Yeah. Gala. OK. Benefit dinner. I want to see how you said it. And there on display for all to see is the famed Dooley Diamond, the most magnificent oh. gem in the world. And soon, very soon, it will be ours. And Multiman says, right, until the Justice League show up and humiliate us again. Huh. Is he not like Garen Beck, basically? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just and like, everything's terrible. Ooh, terrible. And <laughs> Big Sir says, Justice League, are we going to night school again? Oh, well, another 
<laughs> the parents of these guys. Uh, they end up in night school in Europe, and the Justice League Europe ends up taking the same language classes as they do. <laughs> so they're all classmates. Oh, so sweet. So nice. So nice. I love it when these guys show up. So anyway, uh, and Major Disaster says, how can you even say such a thing? Of course we'll get in. We're the Injustice League, aren't we? Yeah. King's like, my point exactly. So only Major Disaster is confident that they will do anything. And maybe Bruce. Maybe Bruce. Bruce seems like he's like with it. Like he's like, yeah, let's do this. Well, and you do have your sort of like super confident guy. And then you've got the clue master who's sort of their Batman of the group. He's just like lurking, trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. And I mean, clue master was a Batman villain after all. And do you know what his power is? What? Well, he doesn't really have any. His his thing was to leave clues. Uh. Now, I don't know if that sounds like another Batman villain to you. It does. So but you can see how it wouldn't be particularly useful. No. Um, also, if you're going to commit a crime, yeah. I highly suggest. Yes. That you don't leave clues. No. To have people identify what you're doing. Exactly. Bad, bad form. Well, anyway... Um, they end up trying to get into this gala and, uh, long story short, they fall in. Yeah. They just like, it, it does not go well across the, uh, the wire that has been shot across to, to get in. But when they do get there, major disaster poses and says, tremble in fear. Oh, foolish mortals. You think, you know, what power is now. You stand before the assembled might of the Injustice League. And there are a whole bunch of people dressed in fatigues robbing the gala. They got guns. They got bandoliers. And they're. I think they're more mad that these guys showed up, like in the sense of like, who are you guys? And one of them says, who are these morons? And Clue Master's like, it's happening again. It's happening again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And lo and behold, our heroes. Because we get a Daily Planet headline by MJ DeMatteis. So yeah. that'd be the opposite of John Mark DeMatteis. Stuff writer. Uh-huh. And title new heroes on the block former bad guys save the day at the museum and at the bottom of the page we have quail and gorbachev set for summit details on page three uh i do you think the former soviet union would have fallen if dan quell had been meeting with gorbachev uh maybe now before you get too far into thinking about that what's one of uh, the staple crops of of the Soviet Union, quail eggs. Russia. Oh, um, I know what it is. It's the one thing that Dan Quail cannot spell. There we go. Listeners, look it up. So we're not even going to give you that one. Go look nope. it up. Go look it up. Well, anyway, now the whole group's back at the apartment, at somebody's apartment. 
and they're all super frustrated by what's happening because they've been turned into heroes. I think the worst and part is they're like, you know, it was kind of this- fun. Those those people really thought we were something special. It's just too bad we can't make <laughs> a living out of this. And they're like, yeah. hmm. right. And they're it's- like, I don't like the sound of that. Hmm. Hmm. And then we get the title of this book, What's Black and White and Black and White and (laughs) Black and White, and it just keeps going. Yes. And we get the uh, it's called another it's another sophisticated adult entertainment. Yes. Brought to you by (laughs) Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis, Mike McCohen on pencils, Bob Smith on inks. Uh, Bob That's Lappin cool. on letters, Gene D'Angelo on colors, and last but certainly not least, those editorial zanies Kevin Dooley and Andy Heffler are helper. So, did you think we'd be reading a book today where Bob Smith was the inker? No, I did not. It's a nice surprise. <laughs> That's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. And Mike McCone's doing his very best uh, to emulate other famous Justice League artists. Is that a fair? Oh, yeah. Statement. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. And, and I'll say it again to the listeners out there. Bob Smith, delightful man. Delightful. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, so, he's just like, hey, I drew these. Well, the, the <laughs> I think, yeah, very delightful man and, and delightful <laughs> inker here. And we get the benefit of those delightful inks and we get. Uh, <laughs> we we move to. <laughs> Uh, major disaster meeting with Maxwell Lord and <laughs> Martian Manhunter. So, I, I, I love this whole entire like the the back and forth. Like, so so why are you here? What what do you want to do? <laughs> like, yeah, and, and major disaster is like yeah, we're we're offering our service. And Maxwell Lord is like, wait, you're offering your service to us? And they're like, yeah, we're strays and arrow. We're we're good. We're good guys now. <laughs> why do I want like, this? We, yeah. And Marsha Banner is like, you were failures as supervillains. <laughs> I mean, technically, right. don't all the supervillains fail ultimately? They Ultimately, yes. But I mean, there are some supervillains that have a, a better track record than others in their supervillain, their their standings. But yeah, these, this group, not so good. I mean, admittedly, <laughs> Major Disaster could not beat a hero whose power was super karate. <laughs> in addition to the problems he's having here he can't even sell himself come on come on maxwell lord come on well maxwell lord does point out after the mess on cooey 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 i realized i was awfully sick of being chased by every super oh that's what sorry major disaster says superhero and he could sure use a regular paycheck and maxwell Lord's like have you ever considered a real job <laughs> he's such an asshole like this is so reagan bush 80s is it not Uh, like well yeah and and the way the maxwell lord is drawn like in this book and most in other in other books he's depicted a little more slimmer fitter whatever you know uh in this book he definitely has this um he has this look to him if he had a different color hair yeah, <laughs> different color hair. Perhaps maybe he was living in Florida. I don't know. He has a look to him. You're like your face is like, no, don't say that. But he does. He's a little heavier. 
Well, they shoot Major Disaster out in Maxwell yeah. Lord's. Like, I think we can put Major Disaster and his Justice League to good use. And no, he's like, they're too inept to cause trouble. They've been irritants. Why on earth would you do that? <laughs> I love to watch and the world burn. That's what I do. I'm Maxwell. I Lord. think he does. I mean, we do sort of find that out later, but I know. it's, uh, well, he's like, I think I have something for them to do basically. And he's going to take care of our canine problem. <gasps> Which can only mean we're getting some Gnort. Gnort. So who was Gnort in your mind? Who, who was? said he was the the dog? The well, dog. The dog. He's, he's, he's the he's the dog Green Lantern. Yes. The dog so there lantern. is a dog lantern. Green Lantern. Uh, Gnort was put over one sector in space that nobody lived in by the oh. Green Lantern Corp. <laughs> because he's so competent. Well, he found he, his way to Earth. Seems he yeah, honestly, comparatively to this group, he's the most competent. Well, I mean, why else would you give? Why would you? He, why? Why else would you give a dog uh, alien superpowers and bestow them with a ring? Well, he huh? is a he's a dog alien. Yeah, this, this is a dog alien. Yeah, he's not a dog necessarily. He's a dog he's alien. Dog like he is alien. a dog. Why else would you? I mean, he got to be well, some super competent. evolved dog, and he's a good yeah. boy. He's a good boy. Sometimes some sort of some sort of competency. And then, I think though, before we get to Gnort, we have Guy yeah. Gardner, who is uh, the Green Lantern at the time. Yes, uh, at least in this book. Yeah, because Hal Jordan's going to be in his own book soon, and we're going to get you know Hal Jordan Guy. getting drunk and running into yellow yield signs, and then. Having his own book written by he who shall not be named and then yeah. uh, later on losing all his rings. But right now we have Guy Gardner and he kind of looks like a creep <laughs> and Clue Master sitting on the couch with Guy Gardner. And he's like, I just wanted to stretch my legs. And Guy Gardner's like, I'll stretch your legs, Clue Master, if you so much as, as move. Now, McCone's art here gets a little not so great. I just do want to call that out. But which part? The guy gardener? Um, the creepy guy yeah. gardener? Yeah. Those are the like, most giant legs I've ever seen. I don't know what's going uh, on. Yeah, boots. it's like he's wearing some yeah. super boots. That's some weird stuff. And then, like... The guy gardener moon boots. The guy gardener moon boots. And then, like... Uh, the... Uh, I mean, I can't draw. So, I mean, anything is better than me. But, like, the faces are a little... I don't know. Well, I do think also, though, with Clue Master here, too, it's interesting because uh, they bring Clue Master, but he's the one not negotiating. And they send major yeah. disaster into to negotiate. So, yeah, you've got your strategist waiting outside while your hothead goes in to negotiate. Always a good idea. They're probably good that Clue that major disaster was not outside talking to Guy Gardner because oh, they would have fought. They may have cracked the earth in half. Right. Yeah. Like, I do like that Clue Master looks like Rowdy Rowdy Piper. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. He kind of does, right? Yeah. And then, you know, it's a, it's a good look. Well, the important thing is we know what they're considering and they're considering something. And then they say, and so it came to pass. And Gnort is very excited. And it's official. Gnort is joining Justice League Antarctica. Yeah. 
Because every continent has a Justice League except for Antarctica. Yeah. Even Australia has the the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah. Yeah. And you get all those, uh, the Global Guardians, a lot of them have joined the Justice League and they're floating around. And, and those were from the Super Friends book in the 70s. So, uh-huh. yeah. A lot of those folks, you know, Fire and Ice were Global Guardians after all. I think they were called Green Flame and Ice Maiden at that time. Okay, but okay. Get all sorts of folks uh, in there. So even Australia has some folks, but of course we don't have a place for the wonderful Antarctica. And who's going to protect these penguins? Yeah. Gnort. And... <laughs> multi-man goes to major disasters like uh, a giant dog just landed outside and (laughs) now because he's a good guy in his official capacity as leader of the team major disasters like that dog sir is a green lantern and a valued member of my team (laughs) (laughs) that's what i love i love this and then we get another page book and I think the most important thing is if you have a group of supervillains, um, the two people you should send to mentor them. Well, John, John Johns, right? Yeah. The Martian yeah. Manhunter might yeah. be a good idea. Yeah. And Power Girl. Like, yeah. Wait, who thought to send Karen to? N- no, that's Why a not? terrible idea. Why not? Well, she doesn't have actually have, you know, a, a she kind of has a short temper. And that would be great to hang out with these 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 fine individuals. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like, you still haven't answered my question. Why us? Why not Elongated Man and Blue Beetle? <laughs> and, you know, John's like, ah, Max wanted to send an official send off representatives from both core groups, America and Europe. He wanted members with great physical power in case of. <laughs> so they're still not quite trusting these guys. Yeah. In case of what? And that's fine. You know, yeah. uh, they had a dust up with Justice League Europe, too, like I said, and, you know, it's fine. And now we get them around the table and they've all got their table. Gnort's feet are up on it. Big Sur's using it for curls. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's I don't know that the Clock King ever uses his power, but I will just say with yeah. the Clock King, right? Like we made fun of Bullseye's mask. Right. But I do think there's a purpose for the clock king to have a giant clock in his face because it's a clock <laughs> face. Yeah, it's a clock face. It's a clock face. Like it, it make at least it makes sense. Because, you know, uh, it's time for crime or time for justice. And Bruce is listening to Bruce Springsteen at the table. Hey, that that makes sense. And Clue Master's still just bored. <laughs> It's like, uh, why are we doing this? <laughs> well, we have a quick, quick interlude to the Paris embassy of the Justice League International. And elongated man, Ralph Dibney, is just laughing it up about what's going on. And he's basically saying Max has gone totally insane. <laughs> and then back in New York, <laughs> we have Oberon, who is Mr. Miracle's manager. Uh-huh. That would be the best way to describe him, but at this time is 
also more like the manager of Justice League uh, America. Mm-hmm. And he's like just going on and on to fire about how uh, Max, well, Lord, has lost his mind. And Martian Manhunter shows up and he's like, yeah, just don't ask. Don't no, no. So readers, if you were reading this book and you thought you were going to get anything serious, I believe Giffen and Damanteus are having the characters tell you to stop reading. So we should. <laughs> no, it's it's a fun it's a fun read. It's it's fun and exciting. And I, I really believe we were just told to stop reading. <laughs> told you yeah that's it, it is true he's like <laughs> it's kind of like attack of the killer tomatoes part two uh-huh when they just stop in the middle of the movie and say they're out of money and they can't make anymore yeah <laughs> they do <laughs> and you're like and that's it that's the end of the movie <laughs> i'm also expecting an ad for spatula city right now right now yeah you know, I just watched UHF. Did you? Yes. Ah, it's a classic. It's a good movie. It's a classic. He's I think so everybody bad. should watch it. And that's well, all. Well, anyway, so <laughs> now we start to find out. We get to find out what this is is doing, and uh, we've got all these folks stuck on an outpost, and we've got multi man who's manic depressive, and this is. Probably He's very kind sad. Of a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably a bad idea to stick that guy on an outpost with people and right. you know, and kind of alone. Bad Maybe news. not the, the best idea. No. And he's talking to the Clock King and he says, I'm a manic depressive as it is. And he says. But time is my. It's like, don't say it. Because all the clocks were off by 13 seconds and that's stressing uh-huh. the Clock King out. <laughs> and he's like hey look we're all bored okay but you don't have to get nasty he's like it's not me it's my body chemistry oh my god like uh, how did who wrote who wrote the who wrote the millennials into the book like they didn't even <laughs> they were preparing this is this is the genesis they weren't even a thing yet this is the genesis for it well they were things but not I mean, yeah well they knew they knew Thank you. Yeah, I know. A boomer. Yeah, no, I'm not a boomer. I'm Gen X, which means I'm cynical about everything, asshole. So get over it. It's true. We are cynical about everything. Whatever. Well, anyway, they're wandering around. (laughs) Gnort's like wandering around. And he's like, come back here. And Major Disaster's like pouting because nobody's listening to him. Oh. And then, hey, we get some bios on people. It's fantastic. Uh, we get major disaster group affiliation in Justice League status active. Shouldn't mm-hmm. they change this to Justice League? Because yeah, it should be Justice League. Yeah, but you know, hey, it was, it was prior, prior in Justice League. Yeah, and it's basically like he was a petty criminal, and then he got the power to make disasters. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it says also his whole career has been one long series of disasters. They're reading the bios. And, Maybe uh, it's just them reading the bios of them before. Oh, they no, it's not it. them. It's Ted Cord reading the bio- bios, which oh, okay. makes it even better. He's stuck on monitor duty like normal, and he's reading okay. all the bios. He's just reading their previous bios. Got it. Yeah. Multi-man, uh, status depressed, clock mm-hmm. king, 
by the way, we're not making fun of mental illness. Please it's don't just, think that. No, no. It's this the character. The book. It was the book. If you are depressed, take care of it. Yes, go go seek help. Talk to people. We're with you. We both have. So. Yeah. Talking to people makes you feel better. I mean, not necessarily right away, but they definitely do. But we still want to cover the book, and yeah. that's kind of the point of the book. Uh, it was a silly character that somebody wrote, and these 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 two authors are making fun of it. The yes. character, not not the depression. Mental illness. Yes. yes. Uh, in Justice League, status depends on what time you ask. That's for the Clock King. Uh, Clue Master in Justice League. Anyone's guess is his status. Uh, it says once the host of a popular daytime quiz show. It's not fantastic. Cluemaster's career came to an end when his show was preempted by old cartoon reruns. Kicking oh. around in the board game business, he failed to make inroads with his obnoxious pursuits board game, blaming trivial minds for his failure. Mm. These are big things. <clears throat> big Sir! Uh, status brain dead. Big Sir was born with a multifunctioning malfunctioning pituitary gland that allowed his body to continue to grow to monstrous proportions while his mind stopped developing past the intelligence of an eight-year-old. It's unfortunate. Very. And Gnort, group affiliation, the ASPCA. Status up for adoption. I bet nobody will adopt oh. him because... Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, honestly, if you had a human-sized dog and you had to clean up after it, Think of the turds that that dog would leave. That'd be so big. Be a lot of cleanup. That'd be so much cleanup. You would need a shovel for every time they took a dookie in the house. Like, I'm imagining that this dog would be like, I ain't going outside. It, like, literally tell you, I ain't going outside because I'm, like, watching TV and then, like, just, like, upend their tail and, like, drop a duke behind the couch well, the good news is I don't maybe think Gnort necessarily does that. And maybe he can maybe he can use his Green Lantern ring to clean up after himself. Oh, that would be smart. He just like whoop, and then like well, can, scoops the poop with the Green Lantern ring and then shoots it into the toilet like a basketball. Possible. <laughs> well, Gnort, uh, he had traveled off around the island and he yeah. finds a building. He's like, what's going on? And he gets in there and he finds dead people in the building. Oh, no. And he's like, Ugh, these bones have already been gnawed on. Uh, he wanted to gnaw on himself. And he's looking around. And he's like, hey, what do you know? This might be a clue. I better bring it back to Clue Master. He's good at this stuff, I think. <laughs> clue Master is good at that stuff. I thought the Clue Master was good at writing clues for not solving clues. Well, we'll find out. I guess we will. Well, now we have Big Sir wandering out in the snow, yelling doggy, 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 trying to find Gnort. <laughs> he wants to find Gnort. He wants his I dog. The boy and his dog. I feel like something bad's going to happen soon. Of course. Well, and then Gnort comes back and he's like uh, talking about TV he's watched with Guy Gardner and meanwhile <laughs> yes meanwhile <clears throat> uh, we get meanwhile and relatively nearby we see the Scarlet Skier <clears throat> and 
since the Scarlet Skier is nothing like the Silver Surfer. Yes. At all. No. No. He just has this weird ski thing and he flies around. Yeah. And, and he's red. Scarlet Nitwit is more like it. Why I let Ganort convince me to join up with this new JLI branch is beyond me. <laughs> okay, so I'm trapped on this world. No place to go. Nothing to do. And if you really want to find out, you can go back and read Justice League America number 36, where you find out how the Scarlet Skier was trapped on Earth. Oh, okay. And boy, was it an adventure. There was a lot of trading, buying and selling going on in that issue. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it's probably worth it. Cool. Uh, but he's like, he's going to kill Gnort. Oh, no. I hope he's not. like, maybe I can find a gas station of directions. And then he's like, oh, he finds footprints. And oh. OK. Well, now, for some reason, we flip back away from Antarctica because admittedly, yes, uh, the one drawback of this book is it is like 50 pages and it probably didn't need to. I'm I mean, just be honest. I do like all the dialogue. I don't yeah. really think it necessarily yeah. need to be 50 pages because I could have done without a couple of these interludes. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, a long podcast. It also is a Justice through. League annual, so yeah. that may be why they have to feature the Justice League. Mm-hmm. But now we get an interlude and we see Captain Adam and we get somebody talking to him saying, I thought those kind of experiments aren't permitted on the Antarctic continent. Wasn't uh. there an agreement? And uh-oh. He's like, quite uh. true, Captain Adam. But you see, he's like, can you speak English? And he said, oh, I forgot you can't speak our language. And they're like, we're working on it. See, I heard and she's like, I heard you almost destroyed the night school. So at oh, least they are. I, I can always appreciate they keep tying back to the other stories that tying it back, yeah. Justice League was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That is good. And anyway, basically, we're finding out that there was some sort of test conducted in Antarctica. They weren't supposed to happen. And Bad things. Yeah. And <laughs> then we get Martian Manhunter talking to you. <laughs> Maxwell Lord's report. And my one of my favorite lines of this book is Martian Manhunter said, Scientists playing God again, you think you people would learn. <laughs> Maxwell Lord goes, Hey, I'm a businessman playing God. Don't let me in with the scientists. <laughs> and probably funnier before Trump became president. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but <clears throat> but still funny. <laughs> he is supposed to be Donald Trump, right? I think so. I, I really feel like it. Like he is in this book because like just like the his, 1980s Donald Trump. Yeah. The yeah. the hair, the look, the mannerisms and stuff like that in this book and in other stuff. But it's it's wow. Because like in other books, he's a very. Trimmed up uh, businessman, you know, this looks more Trumpian than in other. Yeah. Books. Yeah, yeah. So, like, wow. But even man, the overinflated ego, the self-importance, importance, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's. Well, anyway, they get the videotape from the other place and it's a clue and everybody's watching it. And uh, we've got a guy saying escape from the containment area. Oh, God, I can hear them out there. They're wild and crazed. Uh. uh this doesn't sound so good. 
And now we get this. I made versions of this tape in French, German, English. I pray someone will find it. Get word out to the world. Please stop them before it's too late. Oh, no, they're through the barriers and they're coming for me. And we hear eep, eep, eep. Oh. <clears throat> and Gennard says he crossed him with piranhas. Clock King <laughs> has his mask up and he looks terrified. Multi-man's like, I don't see what you're all so upset about. I mean, this will probably all work out for the best, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and Major's asked, sorry, when are you going to be miserable and depressed again? He's like, ah, in another two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Multi-man is looking pretty ripped, though. So he yeah. does have good workouts when he's feeling up. Yeah, when he's feeling up, he's like, hey, everybody, let's go. He managed to avoid the overeating, you know. Yes, he he puts it into his workouts. Well, now the Scarlet Skier is running around and he runs into Big Sur, who's still trudging through the snow looking for. Oh, hey, what's going on? How are you? (laughs) Yeah, and that's basically how it goes. Yeah. And then I hear what things and Big Sur looks and there's a whole bunch of penguins looking at them. Oh, God. He's like birdies, lots of birdies. And Scarlet Skier's like, those things. Take a look at those teeth, my friends. Those are killer birdies. Oh, no. Fixer's like, oh, no, yeah. What if the birdies ate the doggy? (laughs) That'd be terrible. Um, no, it wouldn't. I would be sad the doggy is nice. So I told you and I spoiled a future story where the Injustice League fights, you know, oh, ants. Yes. And, and, and in this story, they're the, fighting penguins. penguins. Yeah. Fight or flight. Fight or fight. <laughs> well, Gnort flies everybody out to go find the penguins and they find Big Sur and the Scarlet Skier. And, you know, wouldn't the Scarlet Skier use his cosmic ray things or something to take yeah, out. Yeah, you birds. would think. You would think. But, you know, he's got to recharge it. Just He's waiting for Gnord. I'm going to tell everyone a secret. What? On this podcast. Okay. I have never liked the Silver Surfer. Oh, <gasps> damn. But you like the Scarlet Skier. No, but I like the parody of the Silver. I don't know. I always thought the Silver <laughs> Surfer was just really like, I know... You it was a product why. of its time, right? Yeah. Like, and probably super cool at the time. And and the costume and everything was really cool. The Joe Satriani album cover was amazing. Yeah. yeah. But the Silver Surfer's like, I came to Earth and brought Galactus, and then I stayed here. And Galactus he was always, like, aloof and kind of a jerk for a while. And then he sort of joined, what, the Defenders for a while, right? Yeah. And then... Not really, and then I don't know. I mean, what what's the appeal of the Silver Surfer to you? No, I I again I'm I'm beyond. The Silver Surfer has a has this like cool okay school he surfs, but then there's like the uh, eh. I'd rather if if I was given a choice of reading a Silver Surfer book or anything else, I'd choose anything else. Yeah, I think we may, <laughs> and, and admittedly, like we were, I was making fun of millennials earlier. We may be actually too young for the Silver Surfer, right? That's entirely possible. Yeah, so we we, we we're not the target audience. It was it, the Silver Surfer was created for a group of people 
15 years before us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, that's and, fair. And, and, and then didn't evolve. Kind of like Dazzler. Yeah. Oh, Dan, don't you talk about Dazzler, Dan. <laughs> Dazzler is awesome. And I am excited for some Dazzler. Of course you are. So uh, now we get the skier. You're late. Late. And Gnor's like, I'm so disappointed. You know how embarrassed I was having to make up all the kinds of excuses for you. I mean, I recommended you to Max and and everything. And you also do kind of know what the time, right? They had the Avengers analog characters uh, in the Justice League, too. You had the uh, the Blue Jay, right? And then, uh. Uh, what was the she was silver or something, but she she was a Scarlet Witch analog. OK, yeah, uh, totally blanking on her name. She wore like copper, but she was called silver something, right? It was always I, weird. Anyway, she wore brown, but she was she had a different name. But anyway, gotcha. we'll look it up later. That's I mean, was totally unprepared for this one. So, so the Scarlet Skier. But the point is, the Scarlet Skiers are Marvel analog for this one. Right. So they're yeah. even I, I, I love it because they're even pulling in that. Right. They got to have their Marvel analog character in uh-huh. the story. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so we've got that. Well, anyway, penguins are going crazy and it's. Not looking good. No. And <laughs> here comes they got they get a hold of the Justice League and they're flying in I'm like killer penguins. Can you believe it? And Ralph's like elongated man is like, yeah, the weird part is I can. I mean, you uh, hang out with this team for a while and you'll, you'll believe anything. Believe anything. Yeah. And. We get a group going in and, and more great dialogue and banter. And if we had time to read it all, I would. But we don't. So now we get a whole bunch of penguins trying to raid the facility. And the Injustice League has locked themselves inside. Yeah. <laughs> and Gnort's in there with them. So you were talking about how Gnort's a great Green Lantern. And yeah. this great Green Lantern with the most powerful weapon in the universe can't right? figure out how to stop killer penguins. I you would <laughs> I would have just made a big ass hammer and just started smashing penguins. Yeah, I, I think you kill them. <laughs> what, right? I go, kapow, kapow, like whack-a-mole with penguins. I mean, penguins are beautiful things, beautiful creatures. And except for killer ones that have piranha teeth. Well, in major disasters, right? Uh, We'll keep it to yourself. Well, keep it to yourself. He's yelling at multi-man for being sad again and annoying. And he's like, we've got a situation here. It's up to Justice League Antarctica to stop those killer penguins. <clears throat> and Big Sur's like, oh, no, please don't hurt the birdies. <laughs> I won't let you hit the birdies. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Now, I may have told you a story before. I don't know if I've told you the story before, but there was a time when I was like three years old that I didn't talk to my parents for like a week. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was very small. Uh, My parents took me grouse hunting with them. Oh, no. And they brought back the dead birds. Yeah. My mother tells me that I didn't talk to them for a week. Yeah, I bet. Because you saw these cute birds running and then you watch them disappear into feather dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Well, it, 
I know how Big Sur feels. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. sad. But uh, now we're going to have a battle with some penguins. Oh, penguin fight, penguin fight. And they come in, they start coming in, and major disasters down almost immediately. They start coming through the windows, and the Clue Master and Multiman are there. And, of course, Multiman's going to use his... Uh, his... Uh, powers to stop them. Uh, Clue Master drops some sort of clues. Clues, yeah. It looks like a, yes. a clue that lit on fire. Oh. And Clue Master's like, and Multiman's like, you moron. What about what? We can't see. And Clue Master's like, oh yeah, I didn't think of that. It's like, now I'm really depressed. So there we go. Um, The smoke didn't work so well. Uh, We got more penguins coming in and they're surrounding the team. Oh, it's just not looking good. And Bruce is like, Bruce reappears. He's like, well, bye, fellas. It's been nice knowing you. Uh, Master's like, speak for yourself. And they continue to retreat into the storeroom. They're not using the weapons and. No, yeah, just... Though I will say in in the middle of this, uh, Gnort ate one of the penguins. Mm. So that could be a way to defeat them. Gnort could just eat the penguins. And at some point, one of them is like, it's not very, uh, we don't worry about our dignity running like this. So, you know, they're back to being the Injustice League, right? They're just running yeah. away from the the opposition which right. seems to be killer penguins <laughs> pretty typical and now we yeah. get a fight and clue master not too happy it's like this is a ridiculous disaster what kind of leader are you we're trapped here cornered he's like you know i've had about all i can stand out of you now shut your mouth make me he's like all right i will that wasn't Clue Master, was it? That's Multi-Man, isn't it? I think it's Multi-Man, yeah. Yeah. And the lights go out, and they get in a fight. And Big Sur's like, I'm afraid of the dark. So No! Now from the top, we have the big heroes coming in. Got Martian Manhunter and the Blue Beetle and Yay. Fire and Captain Atom. And they're, it's like, a nice, they're all over the place. <laughs> it's a nice penguin battle. <laughs> they're destroying everything. They're... They're killing some penguins. They're killing some yeah. killer penguins. Yeah, they are. And in the dark, uh, Gnort realizes that he probably could just light the Green Lantern ring up, which he hasn't used for several pages. <laughs> hey, everybody, look at this. Yeah, oh, yeah, and light the page. Yeah. And ah, we get our first monologue. Well, not our first one, but we get a monologue. A very short monologue, though. Not a page-long monologue like in yeah. the Captain America books. But... We get some resolve. We get some resolve, right? And Major Disaster says, I have to be free and clear in order to use my power to its fullest extent. It's time once and for all that I prove I've got what it takes to be a hero. And somebody from the group says, if you and if you don't, he said, well, we're going to die anyway. So Major Disaster starts using his power and the entire complex they're in falls into an earthquake pre- crevice into the bowels of Antarctica. Oh, Jesus. Oh, sorry. 
that is his power. He created a major disaster. He, I, and, I turn the page and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and they're fine. Well, you know, Gnort, uh, he's out cold. No. But I think he's so astounded that he actually did something right that he fainted. Gnort. <laughs> so he's just got a bubble. So yeah. he's using his sleepy dog willpower to keep the bubble around him. Mm-hmm. And they're all concerned. They're just hoping Gnort's shield holds out. And up top... And they're like, mother hen to chicks, are you okay up there? He's like, what is he talking about? And Fire's about ready to murder anybody that calls her a chick. So she's about to go take Ted Cord out. Mm-hmm. And he's and <laughs> Metamorpho's here. And he's like, the birds are all dead. I uh, think any of our guys survived. And they're like, well, Gnorda has a power ring. So it's entirely possible. And they're like, do you think do you think they made it? And then we get one of my favorite scenes ever. <laughs> so, Ralph Dibney, the elongating man, same powers as Plastic Man. Yeah. Stretches and stretches and stretches. And Mr. Fantastic, of course. I don't want to leave him out. No, no. Stretches, 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 stretches. And you just see his body winding down until he hears voices. Yeah. And if they just and then <laughs> he pops up from another part of the ice. This body hanging out. And they're oh, like, hey, he's like, I found them. I found us some survivors. He's like, all of them. He's like, every last one. And they're like, oh, joy. Great. They lived. They lived. <laughs> it's the least excited I've ever seen superheroes about rescuing people. Yay, they're alive. <laughs> and then we go back to the Justice League Europe headquarters. And Catherine Corbett, who is the liaison for Justice League Europe, she's like, they were what? And they were singing Amazing Grace, says Captain Adam. <laughs> then on the ride home, Multiman kept weeping and screaming, gnashing his teeth and rending his clothes the whole bit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. And so. Catherine Venture says quite an interesting group are Justice League Antarctica. And Captain Adam says, after this mess, I think we'd all be safer if we made them Justice League Lunar. I mean, how much trouble could they get into up there? And he's like, yeah, don't answer that. <laughs> and now we get major disaster back. He's like, yeah, it sounds really bad. And they're like, we don't want to hear it. And he's like, Oberon, you underestimate sometimes even the simplest situations get out of hand. And Oberon's like, keep it to yourself, yuts. Yeah, it just, uh, well, you know. It's just it's a bad day. It's a bad but day. The, the good news is we're going to see if the team survives and we get yeah. a, a one line memo. And it says to all <laughs> Justice League International, to all embassies from Maxwell Lord regarding Justice League Antarctica. Never mind. Period. Sincerely, Maxwell Lord. <laughs> So they are scattered to the far corners of the globe to seek their fortunes. What became of them? Read on. Major Disaster is currently enrolled in dental school in hey, Anaheim, good California. For good for him. Yeah. Uh, Big Sur won $160,000 as a contestant on the television game show Concentration. Wow. Yeah, it makes sense. He could match things. Yeah. Uh, the Mighty Bruce is living in a 1968 Ford van and selling handheld computer Bibles door to door. 
A scarlet skier is looking for work on the slopes of Aspen, Colorado. Perfect. Yeah. Clue Master is writing. Uh, oh, he's writing the rebuses for the television show Concentration. <laughs> See how that one <laughs> That's how someone else got the prize. <laughs> Clock King has taken some time off. <laughs> <laughs> is that a pun? Uh, it's like a Greg joke. It is. <laughs> it's alarming. Multi-man is living in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And Accord, <laughs> New York. And Tampa, Florida. And Los Angeles, California. And Denver, Colorado. And Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And Gnort is, well, um, dressed like Groucho Marx. Gnort. <laughs> it says, so ends the stirring saga of the Justice League Antarctica. Unless, of course, sales of this issue are really good. In which case, all the stuff we just told you on this last page isn't true. And you could expect a new monthly series and half a dozen miniseries and at least two prestige format books. And let's not forget the TV movie and the action figures and Helfer's Rays and Helfer's Getting a Raise. And then how about Giffen and Dematis? And what about uh, Bob Lappin? I mean, you know how hard it is to cram all these words into such a small space. <laughs> and then I, I would have there's loved that Drew guy. <laughs> yeah. I would have I would have loved that. <laughs> Do you think Bob Lappin got paid extra for this issue? I don't know. To letter it. Meh. I mean, I think he deserved it. Probably. I mean, it's a lot of it's 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 a wordy issue. But then again, it's no Captain America. It is no Captain America. And <laughs> this is Keith Giffen. It is crazy as he takes characters nobody cares about, builds them up. In a few different issues, right yep. before this, yep. builds interest in the characters, sticks them in an annual, and sees what happens. And yeah. and you know when we covered the Justice League way back, which I will post those eventually, but they're quite a ways down the list, so I'm sorry mm-hmm. for that. But as we continue to post some of our other podcasts back up, but you know we talked about this before, how Giffen and Demetrius got to take characters that nobody else wanted. Right. And wanted to play with. And then they played with them. And that yeah. way they could develop them, give them personality, use the dialogue to develop personality and and build them up. And, you know, in this is weird because this sort of sits for years. And like I said, then they they reappear in that Suicide Squad issue that Giffen launched. It was a short run series. I think it was only like eight to 12 books. It wasn't that long. OK, I didn't sell well for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, perhaps it didn't sell well because he took these characters, put them in the first issue and killed all of them except Major Disaster. Gotcha. So he did like to kill characters for sure. Well, hey, you know, that's what you create them to kill them. And that's OK. And, Not all of them are supposed to stick around forever. Yeah, and you know, so what are your thoughts on this fine issue, sir? All, all in all, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun read. I, I liked the way the story was built. I liked the way that you're thrown in with all these different characters, and they, I mean, they they come through this terrible situation and try to come out and do something you know like they try to do something and they end up like oh hey maybe we, maybe we should be good 
and uh, they're, they're giving a shot, and they're, they're not great, but they're not the worst. I mean, okay, they're the worst, but they're fun. They're fun to read. They're fun to watch. And I, I honestly, if there was a if there was a, a show or a, a movie based on these folks, I would watch the crap out of it. I really yeah, would. I mean, <laughs> it's fun, right? Like they try to make the stories fun. Yeah. Uh, not all the jokes hit. It's cheesy as hell. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh, I don't think this book is going to be everybody's cup of tea. I'm going to be no. real honest. Yeah. But it's 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 a book. It, we had fun reading it. And it's better than some of the books we've read. <laughs> it's better than books we've read that are trying to be serious. Yeah. You, did, you took a great approach to this and made it like very like, oh, we know what we are. We're not going to try to be anything else. And you're going to have fun reading it. Here you yeah. go. Good art. Good art. <laughs> My favorite character right now. By the way, that was volume two of the Suicide Squad. I was referencing it ran 12 issues and came oh, wow. out in 2001. I'm amazed wow, okay. I remember that. Wow. That's not long ago. It feels like yesterday. Ah, yesterday. And it does say um, a couple of characters apparently lived on because it says Big Sur dies, Clock King dies, Clue Master apparent death, Multi-Man apparent death, and Major Disaster apparent uh, flashback in story. He lives. I, I will say, though, um, I think that they bring Clue Master back later because mm. there was a whole point about him dying because that's how we got the spoiler. So that makes sense. Yeah, Stephanie Brown, if you weren't aware, in Batman lore. So uh, they used it to an end, at least. And yeah, that's cool. So anyway, um, and she was always embarrassed that the Clue Master was her dad, right? So (laughs) my dad's terrible. Yeah, it's a bad guy. But anyway, yeah. So uh, I think she was even Batgirl at one point, if I remember correctly. But I feel like everybody was Batgirl at one point as so it's hard to keep track. Everybody is a, either a Batgirl or a Robin. I think there are more Batgirls than Avengers. <laughs> possible. But yeah, so I mean, yeah. you can use a story to get to an end. But yeah, yeah, I I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so hopefully you enjoyed us. I'm sorry we didn't pick on it as much because, you know, when the book doesn't take itself seriously and is actually trying to have fun, it's harder to pick on it because it's like, what are we going to pick on it for? Telling us it sucks and then it (laughs) (laughs) telling us it sucks and it's it is dead on. Yeah, no, I I think this is the kind of book, honestly, that when you read something like this uh, written by uh, a team, uh, when a team tells a story that you're used to getting fantastic stories from if, if that if that makes sense and then they're like they totally take a left turn on you and you get this and you're either gonna really love it because it's just that much fun in a book or you're gonna really hate it because you're like but the serious story where's the serious story <laughs> yeah i think also too like they they tend to take themes like if the book starts out you know they're in, in the unemployment line and they're doing something desperate to try to live right yeah it's just it, but they make it funny but it's i mean this could happen to anyone right like it you could is. be in a situation and try to figure stuff out and you probably are going to do some things that are irrational as you try to figure stuff out sometimes 
And that's I mean, I would expect that to happen in somebody's real life. Right. So when I read something like this, okay, yeah, they take it. They take I think you've noted this before. Right. They take uh, an oddball. They it's like the fish out of water thing. Right. That you've mentioned before. Like we'll take a character that doesn't belong in that situation and put them in the situation and then write it. Mm -hmm. And that's what they do. And I find this like I find actually, you know, this. Uh, there's some stereotypes that probably wouldn't survive to today, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, and probably why they killed off Big Sur later, right? Yeah. But it's when you're looking at it, too, I think you got to think about this as, as that's what it is. And I find this sort of storytelling more genuine than I found the Captain America books we were just reviewing because those are just hitting you over the head. Yeah. And the characterization's inconsistent. And then with this, it is consistent and it's fun. It's so. consistent. It's fun. It, it, like you said, it does it, it does play into the fact that people people can really uh, when you're looking at this, you can you have that empathy for these characters because you can put yourself in their shoes. If you were in a situation where you yourself also lost your job, what would you do? Would you, I mean, would you go to the route? Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing what they know best. I mean, we all, we all do that. We all turn to the thing that we were, we're moderately okay at. If we can't do the thing that we're great at. <laughs> wait, yeah. they, wait, they, they thought they were great at this. Oh my gosh. I'm so like sorry. You in real life. Oh my gosh. It is what we do. Oh, well, on that note, Ah, on that note, let's on, on that note, uh, do you yeah. have anything to plug? I got nothing to plug right now. There's really? Nothing. I mean, no, I mean, nothing. Nothing's happening. Okay. Nothing, well, cool. Nothing's happening. I mean, like we wrapped, uh, wrapped, wrapped all the, the Kickstarters and stuff like that. The only thing, I mean, uh, I, I guess that, that from the mothership, uh, that that John guy, he's he's bringing this 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 John Lee Nonley um, book uh, back okay. to life after 35 years. I mean, 12 years. So okay. if you if you if you like the, if you like humor, if you if you like books like this. OK, yeah, honestly, yeah, if you like books like this, where it's a bunch of bunch of characters doing doing silly things, his John Lee Nonley books definitely are that. Uh, okay. But also also the jokes. Uh, sometimes they might also be just like this book where they might not hit because it's okay. yeah so well, that's fair uh yeah. i assume your wife makes money somewhere and you'd want to talk about oh that. at that that retro emporium place on uh, on meeker street in kent washington yes yes have you forgotten where it is i i've i've forgotten it's a it's a oh man well, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We also have our friend, the jujitsu lawyer, Paul Boudreau, who trains me. And if you want to train in jujitsu or just get some training in general and get back in shape, you can get to him on 27th. And uh, and I've forgotten the street. I almost called it Jackson, 27th and <laughs> Bridgeport Way in Tacoma, Washington. So you can reach out to that. That's certified martial arts. And... We give Paul a plug because, well, he takes care of us. 
takes care of you legally and he takes care of me physically. That sounds weird. (laughs) But your workouts, I I understand. I know what you're talking about because I know that you guys work out together and he helps you train and you guys have eating plans and other things like that, that he that he's good. on. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) sounded very strange but uh, you you heard it like i was trying to say it not i heard it might sound but But for other people that don't understand they're like i those would be workouts yes yes that people that don't know that that haven't known the two of you for well i mean i've known you for for forever i've known paul for geez it's been a a while it's i know i'm like holy crap i have a it's literally i have a i have a i have a photo of him holding a friend of ours, 11 year old, um, as a baby. Oh my gosh. That's yes. wild. So yeah, it's, uh, anyway, he may <laughs> even be 12 now, which, oh. cause he just had a birthday. So oh yeah, that's, there we go. Those little boys that show up at your store that they ain't so little no more. No, they're not. They're, yeah. they're little men's. So anyway, all right. Well with that, super exciting, uh, plugging away but we probably should wrap this one up because we've been here a long time i have I a dog know. that wants to go for a walk i need to eat and yeah you need right. to eat too so let's That's, wrap this yeah. puppy up so we're gonna Nort, stop Nort. talking now and Gnort, Gnort. gonna happen yeah i've got to walk in order yeah, you gotta walk. That's what I think. Gnort, your dog look alike. That's uh, that's my dog funny. does not look like Gnort. Your dog is Gnort. No. Yep. Never. Never. Ah, it is. Take a look at the